Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 319 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. I can't remember what number episode is, but my co-host is the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm here. Hello. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a bunch of news to talk about. And then we're going to review the newest movie from Christopher Nolan, Tenants. Before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, dude. I actually put a new movie review up for the first time in six months. So, uh, Deadshot, Deadshot, Bloodshot is no longer the uh, reigning last movie review from Marcellus Reagans, Marky Mark. Uh, there's a review of Mulan that's up there. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't agree with it one bit, but I was glad it was there. <laughs> Maybe I'll stop putting you in the face app and uh, making gifts of you. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have to admit that one with the rock looked really good, though. Sure. Sure. Your biceps haven't big, been that big in years. <laughs> awesome. Well, that is available on our website. People should check it out. Aubrey, what's going on? Um, I'm balancing school and and work in um, virtual learning with Noah, and uh, I would like to crawl into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I feel deep in my soul everybody's pain, um, so I <laughs> I get it. World, I understand. Aubrey, sounds like you need a break or a vacation. I I can't probably use a vacation. Yeah, I heard Disney is really nice this time. <laughs> Because uh, they're not like they have a very they have a limit on how many people can enter and you can just like walk right up to a, a ride and get on it. There you go. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Here I come. Yeah. I got to tell you guys, empty Disney World is like the coolest place on Earth. <laughs> um, my wife and I and my brother-in-law went January 2002. So it was right after 9-11 and it was super cheap to go because there was no one there. And there was literally no one there. <laughs> wow. We were getting off of rides, like popular rides, like Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, stuff you would be waiting like hour, two hours, two and a half hours for, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, like all the mountains. <laughs> it would get out the ride and just run right around to the front of the ride again and get back on. <laughs> nice. It was like being at like a dirty like carnival because there's like no one there. No one cared about the rides, but it was awesome. So, so yeah, definitely. You should go to uh, Disney World. Yeah, I had suggested it to Josh last night, but I was like half asleep 
And he was like, we'll just talk about this tomorrow. And then <laughs> I didn't feel good like all day. And uh, then I watched Tenant. <laughs> so yep. our conversation about Disney never happened. So, all right. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Um, and t- tomorrow we have uh, parent teacher conferences. So that'll be fun. Oh, boy. And how are you doing, Joey? Which- um, I'm fine. I haven't really done anything exciting. I am caught up on everything I needed to watch for the podcast. <laughs> I saw Tenant a week ago. I saw what did we Mulan the same day I saw Tenant. I watched Mulan, and then I caught up on the boys. Boys. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I, I haven't been. I haven't had the crush of having to like run on two and a half hours sleep for a day because I, I need to watch something for the podcast. So it's, it's been a nice couple, couple days and it's been nice <laughs> sleeping a lot. So that's all I've been doing, but I'm going to get caught up on the boys tonight and I don't know, maybe I'll watch something else tonight. I got nothing else to do. So watch something for my own pleasure instead of for the podcast. It's a very strange thing. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe not, but that's it. Enough about us. Markellis. Let's talk about us. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Is Your Podcast. All right. So everybody can go to SoIsYourPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews, finally, from yours truly. Uh, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Um, you can find uh, a great way to support our show there. Uh, doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. You click on that Amazon logo. You do your shopping. You get your products. And that way you'll be helping out our tiny little podcast. Uh, we also opened up our new Tee Public store. Uh, go to the SoWizardPodcast.com website. Click on the T Public button. It brings you right to our store. And take a look at our some of our shirts. Some of them are pretty cool. Get some masks and stuff. Uh, you can find our social media links on the website also. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube, and we have a Patreon account where you can support the show monthly and receive bonus content from the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Take it or leave it, losers. Awesome. Well, I want to send a special shout out to everyone who has sent us pictures of themselves with the stuff that they have bought on RT Public Store. So big ups to Keith and uh, Random Randy Savage and Matt. And uh, keep it up. If you guys are purchasing stuff, uh, take a selfie in it and send it along. We love to see it, um, especially very attractive 18 to 24 year old girls oh, that are buying anything. <laughs> the views of uh, Joey DiCarlo do not represent the views of uh, everyone here at So Was Our Podcast. Uh, that's true. Mark's into MILFs. Um, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I like them. <laughs> all right. Well, enough about all this nonsense. Let's talk the news. Marcellus, drop the drop. Let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, we had a couple of trailers. Uh, Last week, we talked a little bit about the teaser trailer for Dune, D-U-N-E. 
Uh, but it looks like they dropped the big fat trailer that actually shows some stuff so that Aubrey can actually get an idea of what's going to be happening in the movie. Uh, it looked pretty massive in scale. Uh, I don't remember the original one, but someone did a side by side shot comparison and it looks like identical to the, um, the one from 1980, whatever, wherever it came out with uh, the David Lynch movie. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this trailer looks cool. I like Timothy Chalamet a lot. I think he's a really good actor. I like the cast. Uh, I like the look of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm down for this one. Uh, what did you guys think of the full trailer for Dune? Let's start with the person who wasn't sure before. Aubrey. Um, I don't I don't really care too much about this movie. <laughs> but it was, um, it was more than just dirt flying around, didn't that entice you a little bit? Not really. Uh maybe if I read the book and I kind of like understood more of like what to expect, I might be excited, but I don't, I don't really care too much about this. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Joy, what about you, dude? What did you think of all of this footage? Um, I have pretty much the same opinion I had last week i mean the sandworm looks cool yeah it does kind of look like a big goat see though um you know what don't google that actually never mind um it, it's it just looks like a big bunghole <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's I, it's weird to me because i, I want to see it obviously i know it's gonna be really well made and it's gonna be really well shot and blah 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 blah. but i i just i don't get this vibe vibe from it i know that everyone that we're friends with on hashtag film twitter um is like creaming their pants over this and, and like i'm sure it's gonna be really well done but i've just I, I don't know how this is gonna play with like joe's six-pack like it's just like everybody in gray body armor walking around in sand and it doesn't fucking explain to you what the hell is going on at all so unless you have knowledge of a movie from when i was seven years old with sting in a metal diaper or you've read an extremely boring old sci-fi novel you really have no freaking idea what's going on other than sand yeah <laughs> so I, I i just feel like this is like being set up to be like a neutron box office bomb but um I, I, we're still gonna go check it out for the podcast sorry aubrey um so i hope you like sand even though it's a rough course and gets everywhere <laughs> Yeah, I haven't got the heart to to tell you that um, this is part one of two, and they haven't even started filming part two yet. It's uh, Stephen King's It all over again. So um, yeah, we're in, in we're in for a long ride with this Dune thing. So take it or leave it, losers. Too furious. <laughs> I'm still I still got my fingers crossed that part two is going to be called Dune the Butt. Just for you, Joey. I hope so too. Uh, so the release date is December eighteenth. Um, maybe yeah we're gonna put a pin in that and see if that that sticks uh all right so the next uh trailer that came out this week was uh, a trailer from blumhouse uh, from the director of happy death day comes a i don't know horror slash comedy called freaky uh this one was about a, a girl who uh in any other horror movie would she says herself would be killed off by a killer and in this movie, she almost does, but she winds up switching bodies with the killer, uh, the killer being played by Vince Vaughn. So, uh, yeah, what did you guys think of the trailer for Freaky, Joey? Well, um, I did not watch the entire trailer. So right off the bat, I'm just going to be upfront with you. I didn't watch it because I started to watch it and I'm like, wow, this looks really fun. And I really like the concept. And <laughs> and I was laughing 
and giggling watching it and looks like Vince Vaughn is now in purgatory for uh, the hellishly bad True Detective season two, but also looks like he's having fun in the movie. So I was like, wow, this looks really cool. And then I looked down at the screen on YouTube and I saw the trailer was like almost four minutes long. I'm like, I'm not fucking watching this because I don't want to see the entire fucking movie in the trailer. So I shut it off. But the 35 to 40 seconds with the basic concept and everything that I watched looked really fun and interesting. And I am all in on Freaky. Add it to the schedule. All right. Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of this trailer? I know you're not you're not a horror fan or a comedy fan. Um, but how did this one strike you? Um, it's just, I don't know. It, it probably will be okay because I like the actors in it. But... I don't really know if the concept makes sense. Like, so she kills all these people. She's going to get it pinned on her. And then what happens when they switch bodies back? They still have her as the murderer. So I don't, I don't understand how that is going to play out logically. And if I like that, I think it's just going to make me mad. It sounds to me that you just talked yourself into watching this movie to see how it ends. So uh, we're definitely adding that to the list. All right, so November 13th is when it supposedly is coming out. I'm going to put a pin in that uh, one, too. Well, what did you think of it, Mark? Uh, yeah, you can definitely tell it's from the director of Happy Death Day. Uh, it does have that same type of type of goofy humor, along with the serious um, blood splatter, I guess you can say. But uh, yeah, I, I like the concept. I like Vince Vaughn. Some of the jokes seem a little ham-fisted towards the, towards the end of it, so it's probably a good thing you... You probably would have changed your mind, Joy, if you watched the rest of that trailer. So it's probably a good thing you shut <laughs> okay. shut it off when okay. you did. Because um, they do show a lot of scenes and more scenes equal more jokes means some of those jokes are like, yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah, I'm very interested in the concept. I really like Happy Death Day. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Well, Aubrey, did you see Happy Death Day? No, uh, because I was going to watch it, and then my friend was like, hey, isn't that the movie where she finds out that the killer is so-and-so? And And I was like, well, I don't have to watch this movie. Well, if you saw any of the previews for part two, it just ruined the first movie anyway. Right. Yeah. Literally, the trailer for part two is like, hey, guys, remember at the end of part one when blah, blah, blah? (laughs) You're like, wait, what? I haven't even watched that yet. Um, But I I don't know. I didn't think that, Mark, you saw that, right? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them both. Yeah. I didn't think they were that scary. I think Aubrey could have handled those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't. Yeah, they weren't really scary at all. Not not any more than any so, typical like goofy Friday the Thirteenth movie. All right. So I I think you can handle this one, Aubrey. Now that I said that, it's going to be like hellishly <laughs> terrifying. But like, yeah. We'll I mean, see. it doesn't look like it could happen in real life, which is where I get really nauseous and sick watching these types of movies. So I think I'll be okay. But it's still like it. It just seems like it's going to make me mad with how stupid and the concept is. <laughs> we'll take that over panic attacks. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So November 13th is when that supposedly comes out. So we're going to spin the wheel on the Do You Bleed a Meter and get some hot takes on a few news bites that happened this week. Uh, mainly it's for some reason it's it seems like a common thing where we're always talking about remakes and redos. So, um this week is is no different. So starting with a remake of the hit TV show Doogie Howser, 
back from the 80s. Uh, it looks like that is going to be turned into a new TV show on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this one will be taking place in Hawaii and will star a young female as the doctor. Um, the young doctor that's a genius. Uh, I, I remember Doogie Howser vaguely. I'm pretty sure I was around the same age as he was when that show came out. So I do vaguely remember it. I remember being entertained by it, but uh, I don't know. It, it seems like something that that I don't know if the world really wanted or asked for, but it seems we're going to get it anyway. So do you bleed a meter? Let's go around a room. Doogie Howser remake taking place in Hawaii. Let's start with Aubrey. I'm going to be honest, I uh, never watched Doogie Howser. Before Neil Patrick Harris was on How I Met Your Mother, he was a kid star. Oh, I'm sorry. Before Neil, let me let me rephrase that. Before Neil pa- Patrick Harris was in Starship Troopers, he was a child star. <laughs> on a show called he Doogie Howser. I don't know. It seems kind of... We'll see. All right. Show me a trailer. Zero to five. What's your interest? We'll, we'll, we'll put uh, you at a one, maybe? Yeah, I'm going to give it a one right, right now. Right on. All right, Joey, what about you? Um, I did watch Doogie Howser when I was a kid. And uh, was I? What, were we kids, Mark? I'm pretty sure we were, yeah. Maybe like 10, 11. We weren't like little kids. No, no, no. No, no not, not little kids, no. I can't remember if the girl he liked in the show was hot or not. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> I remember his friend would climb in the window and be like, hey, dog. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that the kid from um, – didn't that kid grow up to be on uh, – The Zodiac Killer? Yes. No. Yes, <laughs> oh. On uh, – God, the show that we just watched on Netflix, Umbrella Academy. Wasn't that Ellen Page's boyfriend? I don't know. Was it? I don't know. I think it was. I didn't think about it. It wasn't, until you, it wasn't me as in that role, <laughs> so I was kind of not paying attention. As soon as you said, hey, dude, I suddenly saw his face, and I'm like, that's the guy from Umbrella Academy. I could be wrong, though. I'm sorry. Continue. I guess we both have a thing for big foreheads, but um, yeah, I, I just I don't remember anything about it. I know I watched it. I watched it like every week because this was a different time. You have to understand, like it was just like whatever was on. You're just like, okay, that's cool. There's like four, three channels I think at the time. I don't think there even was Fox yet at this time. And I was like, oh, this is a show. Okay, I'm watching it. But I have no like nostalgic attachment to the show or anything where I'm like, all oh, right, Doogie Howser's back, man. Um, so whatever, I'd give it a one on okay. the. Uh, do you bleed a meter? Because uh, I'm not going to watch this anyway, and I'm not have zero attachment to the property. Yeah, same here. Same here. I got my doogie hashtag. This is not my doogie. My doogie is from back in the day. So uh, unless Neil Patrick Harris comes back and plays like an older version of Doogie and they like fight each other, I might be down for that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be on Disney Plus. I'm going to give it a two out of five because I like Disney Plus. All right, so. Second topic in the remake news, uh, She's All That, a hit movie from the 90s, I think, uh, where a, I think a bunch of high school jock football guys transform a nerdy girl into a beautiful swan. Uh, it's kind of a remake of My Fair Lady, um, also, which was also um, Selfie, the TV show Selfie, with uh, Karen Gillan was based on that too. Uh, but this one oh, is going to be- That was an amazing show. <laughs> That's why this, this. That's why I figured this would be right up your alley, Joey, because it's from uh, the director of Mean Girls and uh, and the director of Freaky Friday, coincidentally. So, uh, yeah, this one is going to be nerdy guy gets turned into the uh, prom king. So, what do we think on a Do You Bleed a Meter? How do we feel about He's All That coming from Miramax Pictures, Joey? Zero out of five on the Do You Bleed a Meter. What? Even though you you love the story and selfie, and it's from the director of one of your favorite movies, Mean Girls. 
I loved Selfie because it was Kieran Gillen in hot outfits all the time. It had nothing to do with the show. The show was borderline unwatchable. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, and I, I don't remember. I never even think I, I don't think I even saw the fucking original one. I remember Rachel Lee Cook was cute. That's all I remember about it. I don't think I ever even fucking saw that. So, again, another thing I have zero attachment to and don't care about. So hopefully you guys won't make me watch it for the podcast. <laughs> Well, well, Joey. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Okay, I'm not going to make you watch it. I'm just, I just want to yeah, do that right. job. <laughs> well, this was well all- based on the release schedule for movies. Uh, <laughs> who knows the fucker it'll be watching. <laughs> all right. So, Aubrey, what about you? I'm sure you were a big fan of the original movie, and you must be dying to see this remake. I actually do like the original, um, and I like the director of Mean Girls. But I think that the whole concept of like turn the ugly nerd into some hot popular kid is really outdated and boring. And um, I don't know. I wish that the entertainment world would kind of come up with a new concept that's not like romanticized and kind of discrediting. You know, I, I don't know. The whole concept of loving someone for their looks is getting old to me. Like, come on, can we come up with something else, please? Well, there's nothing new. They have to remake everything, so they got to dig in the bottom of the barrel for that one. So, um, do you bleed a meter? What do you give it, Aubrey? I'm going to give it a three, just because I do like the original, and I do like the director of Mean Girls, so I think they're going to do a pretty good job about it with it, but I, I don't know. They... The whole concept is just kind of old. That's why it's not a five out of five. All right. Uh, I, too, have never seen the original Rachel Lee Cook movie. I only know that I know what the video cover looks like because of my days of working at the video store. And I know uh, that song by Sixpence is the song that plays when she walks down the stairs. I've seen that scene like a gazillion times. Never seen a whole movie, though. So, yeah, so I'm going to give this a... a I'm going to give this a one, a one out of five. But I will say there was a movie that came out in 2003 called The Shape of Things with uh, Rachel Weisz and Paul Rudd. And it kind of went on these same themes, but it's a little bit more serious where he's kind of a schlubby guy and she kind of turns him into, you know, dashingly handsome Paul Rudd. Um, And the movie's pretty fucked up, but... uh, if you want to see this, you want to see he's all that, but an, a mature, kind of messed up version of it. Uh, the movie's called The Shape of Things. It came out in 2003. Check that out. All right. So then in the last bit of remake news, uh, we are getting, uh, we're actually getting two seasons already of a remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And this is going to be a serious take on the hit TV show that we all kind of grew up with. Uh, this one is based on a, a guy who had an idea. And he shot a kind of a trailer, like a fan trailer, and put it online, and it got hits. And Will Smith saw it and said, hey, that's actually not a bad idea. And went to develop it for a TV show. And it was just announced this week that they are getting picked up for two seasons already for the show, without even a single frame of film being shot. So let's go around the room. What do you think of a dramatic version of Fresh Prince? Let's go back to Aubrey. Is it going to be on the CW? Uh, no, it's going to be on the new NBC platform, Peacock. Sounds like a CW show. I, you know, if Will Smith thought it was going to be a good idea, I will give it a second look rather than just poo-pooing it already. I wish that they would stop doing reboots of things. 
but it, it I'll watch it. I'll watch the first couple episodes just to see. I love Fresh Prince. Uh, I think it was great during its time. I think that it had like just the right amount of humor. So we'll see if it's going to be a good revision, but I don't know. All right. Zero to five. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. Two. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right, Joy, what about you, man? Oh, sounds like a hell of an entanglement. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm just, I'm completely uninterested in a serious uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot. I don't mind that it. I know it had serious episodes, right? But that wasn't the the whole show wasn't serious all the time. So I don't have a problem with it tackling like social issues or blah blah blah. blah but I also want it to be fun. And stuff. I just don't want to watch some dour, glowering, like depressing Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot. I don't even know how that works, but uh, I don't mind it having some serious tones. I just don't want to watch it if that's all it is. I prefer it to be a comedy. So I will probably give this a one on the uh, Do You Bleed a Meter? All right. I think Aubrey pretty much explained how the show is going to work. It's going to be a CW show. This is going to be a, a more serious CW show with a platform that's already done. It's like a, they'll take Archie, they'll take Superman, you know, they'll take all of these already established properties and give it the dramatic redo touch. So um, it's, it's pretty much all it is. You're not selling me on it. <laughs> but like you said, uh, Fresh Prince did have some serious episodes. So them being able to do it in a serious matter shouldn't be that difficult. Uh, it will be interesting to see like what a modern serious version of those characters that we love so much, what that looks like. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched to see that. I just hope they don't change Aunt Viv's like after the second season. <laughs> we'll just keep the same Aunt Viv. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a four, four out of five. Cause uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. All right. So uh, yeah, so that's it. That's all we got for the hot takes for the news. All right, well, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to come back with our review of Tenant. Hey, Michelle. Yeah? Let's get this uh, promo recorded before the kids run in. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Dino. And Michelle. And we're here with Hub Podcast. We've had a few small changes, but we're still here giving you talk about film, faith, family... TV. TV. Whatever we feel like talking about. And? What do we say? <laughs> Be decent to each other. Be decent to each other. Alright, guys. You can catch us on Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, and all your favorite podcatchers. And we are back. Alright, guys. Christopher Nolan's Tenant, the first big movie release really since March. And uh, it's going to save movie theaters, guys. This is it. It's back. Movie theaters are back. We all went to the theater to see it. I talked about my experience a little bit last week. Aubrey, how was your experience going to the movie theater to see Tenant? I ended up watching it on Fire Stick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) In your face, Christopher Nolan. (laughs) I I wanted to go to the theaters, and, and that was my full intention. Um, but I have been so busy (laughs) it is almost impossible to find the opportunity to line up two and a half hours that I have free with when this movie is playing. So today we went to a surprise birthday party. I had taken the day off. We went to a surprise birthday party this morning. We're on our way back. It's about an hour drive. And I was like, okay, 
when is this movie playing? And by the time we got home and I had to go to the pharmacy, uh, because they, COVID has completely jacked up my medication. So I had to go to the pharmacy. And by the time that was done, we missed the show times that would align with finishing in time for me to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we went, we rushed home, turned it on and I had just enough time to watch it right before we had to record. And uh, so we watched it up for your stick. I had full intention though. See, Joey, and you wanted, and you didn't want to watch Milan last week. <laughs> what about you, Mark Ellis? Your experience at the movies going to tenant? Uh, yeah, it, it is kind of nice to have that option. I know a lot of people in the country do not have that option of going to the movies. Um, so it is nice to have it. Uh, but I'm going to be honest with you. It, the world is still pretty scary out there. And it did. My mind wasn't completely focused on the movie the whole time. You know what I mean? Like I was still someone was like eating popcorn and, you know, maybe cough or something. And I'm like, what was that? What was that? So, yeah, going to the movies is great. Um, the prices were really cheap. Uh, getting snacks was like insanely cheap. Getting the tickets was uh, actually a lot easier. Um, and they made every I felt safe in the theater. Lots of hand sanitizers all around. Uh, lots of ways of not contacting anything. They even had more wipes. If you wanted to wipe your seat down on your own, you could. Uh, the team was ready to clean the theaters like as soon as the movie was over. So I felt safe inside of the theater. Um, and there was hardly anyone there. So, but but there is still it's it's still a pretty tense situation going out going out to the theater. So I don't know how often I'll, I'll be doing it again. But yeah, I think it's a movie that. Even seeing it on a big screen, I don't think that it's inherently that you inherently have to watch it on a big screen. I think if you watch it on TV, I think you can still get the same uh, just from the movie. Okay, well, I understand that. You know, I I said the same thing last week. The movies were fine. I didn't feel unsafe at the theater, but there was us and my daughter and I and like literally two other people in the theater. So they were sitting like far away from us too, and nobody was coughing or anything. So it was fine. But uh, we'll get into it then. Non-spoiler to start, of course, and then Marcellus will drop the drop, delineating spoilers. Aubrey, what did you think of Tenet? Um, I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and I fell asleep during it. So, uh, not a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Marcellus. Oh, I'm, I'm going to explain to Aubrey exactly what was going on in Tenet. There you go. There's Tenet in a nutshell for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I actually saw this movie twice. I went to the theaters twice yeah. to see it because I saw it the first time. And, you know, I'm no, I don't like to think of myself as being an idiot, but I felt pretty dumb watching this movie. Like an hour into it, I looked at my watch and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So, of course, after the movie, I you know, read all of the, the breakdowns and saw all of the videos of this is the ending of Tenet Explained. And then I went to see it again, uh, just now that I understand what was going on. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is uh, Christopher Nolan's best work. Not at all. All right. Well, um, first of all, I don't think this is the movie to save cinema. <laughs> no way. Two and a half hour, uh, extremely confusing R-rated science fiction movie. It's not exactly a four quadrant banger. So 
I, 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 God rest her soul, but I just think of trying to watch this movie with my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just makes me like want to throw myself into traffic. But um, yeah, I, I will agree with you guys. Uh, it, it was very confusing at times. And the sound is awful. <laughs> it's either super loud music with people mumbling or people wearing masks being like, <laughs> And, oh, my God. I, I was able to follow generally what happened in the movie, but I need to see it again and I need to see it again at home so I can watch it with subtitles. Right. <laughs> Anything that we can say non-spoiler at all. It's really hard to talk about this without spoilers. So I guess we should just jump into it. Then. I just want to say if you unless you're a really big Christopher Nolan fan and you absolutely have to see this movie on a big screen. And you know, and you feel safe doing it, going to the theaters, then you, you can. But if you just want to watch a good movie and possibly understand what's going on, wait till it's wait till it's at home. Don't 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 bother. Don't bother going out to the theaters. Just wait till it's at home. You know, I never even thought that some theaters have like captioning for the deaf. <laughs> and I should have fucking if I had known in advance, I would have asked for that those kind of seats. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, drop the drop. Let's spoil Tenant, Marcellus. Walk backwards into the drop and let's spoil it. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, Aubrey, was there anything you liked about this movie? No, I don't really <laughs> understand what even happened. And I fell asleep for a good portion of it. And uh, Josh tried watching it for me. And even like when I woke up, he was like, I... I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I appreciated that he tried. <laughs> but it was like, I, I couldn't get into it. He couldn't get into it. And I'm, I like sci-fi. I think if I had gotten into it, I, I might've been able to stay awake, but I, I passed right out. And I woke up and I still like, they looked like they were still in the same area that I had fallen asleep. Like that. <laughs> There's a, there, there's a specific reason for that too, Aubrey, and I think that's awesome. <laughs> Mark Ellis. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Aubrey waking up at the end of the movie, and I'm like, and she looks at the screen and is like, this is still at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> did, did the movie just loop itself? <laughs> oh, my God. It made no sense. I was like, what the hell is going on? Until, yeah, so things I liked about the movie. Um, I love the idea of it. I love that Christopher Nolan kind of thinks on a whole nother level of storytelling because it's not a remake. It's not based on a comic book. It's not based on a novel, not based on a TV show. This is something that he came that came out of his brain and his way of storytelling that he's even if you look at like Dunkirk and Memento and Inception, they all have to do. They all kind of have those elements of, of time manipulation. So this is just him being him. You know, we can't fault him at that. So yeah, I love the idea of it. I love the look of it. I love the performances, especially by um, the protagonist, uh, John David Washington. I thought he was amazing. I love uh, the girl that played uh, Kenneth Branagh's wife, Elizabeth DeBecky, or whatever her name is. God, I love her. She is like eight feet tall, and I'm just like enamored with her. And I love the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was really cool. For the most part, all of the ingredients are there. But we'll get into what I didn't like for the rest of it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, man, I 
it's, this is a weird review for me because I did like this movie. Like I like this movie. I like the concept of this movie. I just wish I fucking understood it better. <laughs> I think the opening uh, action sequence in the theater was chef's kiss. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, but it just falls in the same trap as the rest of the movie. I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> and I went in blind. I think I watched like one preview. Just the, I saw the one preview that was in the movie theaters. Was it? I don't know. It might have been last summer that like showed you nothing. And that was it. I didn't even know what the fuck the plot was in the movie. Nothing. Like, I, I didn't know anything about the movie. So I went in blind almost. And. Yeah, I really liked that opening action sequence. I really like pretty much all the action sequences in the movie there. I mean, it's a Nolan movie, so you're going to get really well shot scenes, really well shot action scenes, really well acted. Um, I uh, man, I, I just I, I just don't by the end of the movie, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So it was just hard to mm-hmm. <laughs> just, um, you know, concentrate on what I, I could conceptualize. But yeah, I would say the action sequences, the concept. Um, yes, that actress is smoking hot. She was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, yeah, she was also in uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Oh no! Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. She was the tall chick stuck in a wall. Oh well, I mean, I remember the movie, but I didn't know it was her in it. Oh yeah. man! Now I, you're not you're not going to make me watch that again. So no, of course not. I'm just saying I've been in love with her for a while, <laughs> a long while. Uh, she is she is quite attractive. Um, and it was amusing that uh, Kenneth Branagh was in the movie. I didn't know that. Uh, my wife, maybe she still does, but she used to have like in the ultimate like celebrity crush of hers was Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to question her taste and things because she wants to spend the rest of her life with me. But um, so when I pointed that out to Janine, I was like, oh, it's it's because Janine had mentioned during the Dune trailer that we had to see it because it had both her husbands in it. Uh, Oscar Isaac and Timothy Chalamet. But uh, I pointed out, look, it's mommy's husband. She goes, ew, that old guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you guys so, if you guys ever get the chance, you sh- well, you probably won't do it. But Kenneth Branagh, back in the day, used to direct Shakespeare movies. And he did a movie called uh, Much Ado About Nothing with him, young um, Kate Beckinsale young Keanu Reeves and young Denzel Washington. And you look at that cast and you're like, damn, a bunch of beautiful looking people in that cast. I don't remember the movie. Pretty but sure Jen seen that. I, I may have, she actually may have made me sit through oh, it really? at some point. So <laughs> nice. I feel like I've seen that movie. Anything for my princess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's about it for what I liked. I mean, I liked a lot of what was going on. Like I, while I was sitting there watching the movie, I was enjoying it. And I was trying to puzzle out what the fuck I was watching. And like I said, all the action sequences look great. But I kind of had a higher expectation going in. I don't know if that's my own bias I'm bringing in because this was the quote unquote movie that was going to save cinemas. Um, And obviously, like, you know, no one's made some great movies, even his own, not just Batman, but like even his own stuff like Inception was is phenomenal. Um, I didn't like Interstellar that much, but I will tell you. I only watched it once and I watched it. Uh, all right. I all being honest here, Aubrey, Aubrey Firestick. Um, I torrented it and watched it. So I didn't have subtitles. And a lot of that movie is like. <laughs> and I kept I keep kept meaning to like watch it again with subtitles, but I never got around to it. 
So I don't know if I would like it more than I did. You know when like Matthew McConaughey is sitting in the chair crying? Yeah. Like that was me trying to figure out what the fuck people were saying in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I also thought the ending was whack. But um, enough about Interstellar. So he's made some great movies. And even the movies he's made that aren't that great still have some cool stuff in them. So yeah, I, I kind of had a higher bar that was set. And I don't think it cleared it. But I did enjoy myself while I was watching it, if that makes sense. But we got to get into what we didn't like. And Markellis, sounds like you have a list. So what do you got <laughs> that you didn't like about Tenet? Actually, to be honest, it's not like a it's not a list. It's just one thing or a couple of things. The way that that Nolan tells stories, it definitely plays with time. And it definitely plays with the way that a normal person would watch a movie. So you really have to kind of pay attention to what's going on. Which is fine, you know, and he's proven that he's excellent in doing that in, in Memento and, and uh, Inception. He, like, he's, he's great at that. But this one, he kind of, the rules for watching this movie are, are, you have to learn them. You have to learn the rules in order to understand what's going on and then enjoy what's going on. So you kind of need him to kind of guide you or kind of show you the way. I kept waiting for Ellen Page to come and sit down and sit at a coffee oh. table <laughs> and have someone. I've been waiting a long time for Ellen Page <laughs> to sit down at the coffee table with me. <laughs> and have someone explain to her like what's going on. So that never happened at all. Um, by the time I was able to kind of figure out how the story was unfolding, it was like the third act of the movie and during a big war scene. And at that point, I'm like, I don't even give a shit who, who gets shot who gets blown up? I don't care at this point. So I it's 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 kind of like you have like uh like all of the fancy ingredients to make a really cool movie and you dress it up, you dress it up really nice, but you don't kind of invite people to go along on a ride with you. You just kind of ride and say either you catch up or you fall off. And I fell off. And I watched it twice, even the second time, even knowing what was happening in the story, I still, I still couldn't really enjoy it because it was just it was too complicated. I mean, it's it's not too complicated to understand. It's too complicated for me personally to enjoy it. Like I want to enjoy it. I want to be thrilled when the blue team, when the blue team explodes a building, and then the red team explodes a building, and they're like seconds apart, and which is visually it looks cool, but. I don't give a shit about any of those characters or what they're doing. Um, so, and I didn't understand what the fuck they were doing anyway. <laughs> it was a—they uh, uh, call it a—it was that was the that was the quote unquote tenant. They had ten minutes. Red team had ten minutes. Blue team had ten minutes, and a ten minutes met in the middle tenant. And they were working on the same agenda, just at different aspects. Basically, the movie goes to a certain point to the halfway point and then it rewinds it goes back to the beginning which is why i thought it was funny that aubrey would look at the end of the movie and be like hey <laughs> so we're at the beginning and they just went backwards in time in a way so yeah i just as much as i enjoy the spectacle the idea the concept the execution i don't think the way that you lead an audience along with it i think that was a, a failure at least it was on my part all right uh aubrey what about you <laughs> Um, I think the biggest problem with this movie is I don't understand anything. <laughs> um, I couldn't get into it. I fell asleep during it. Josh couldn't even pay attention and figure out what it was. Like, if that is a problem across the board, then what is this movie? <laughs> why Why was this movie made? No, I it, just don't get it. It is intelligent. You can see the genius of it 
working on the screen when you look at it. It's just it's difficult to puzzle together. And it's even more difficult when you can't understand the characters during the exposition scenes. Like, please explain to me what's going on. Sure, here you go. Okay. <laughs> I thank you, I think. Or you start talking and you're whispering and the music gets really loud. You're like, no, wait, turn the music down. <laughs> I'm trying to hear what they're saying. <laughs> the scary part about all that is that we aren't, I would consider the three of us, I don't think we're like, you know, idiots right. or people that can't handle like high concept sci-fi. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure between the three of us, we could puzzle it out. But man, if, if we can't understand it, I cannot fathom like random schmoes walking into the theater to see this and being like, well, the movies are saved. I'm going to see it again. <laughs> no, they're going to go. This movie fucking sucked. I just, it's got coronavirus to not understand what the fuck I just watched for two and a half hours. But a lot of people out there did love this movie, do love this movie, think this is like one of the most amazing movies ever. So they got it. Mm. Well, but how did we not get it? I feel like it's almost making me think about my intelligence. Like, am I really that dumb that I couldn't figure out this sci fi movie when I love sci fi? I don't. I watch Star Trek. I don't like that's a little bit complex. In some parts, I'd like to think. It's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, we might, I can't figure out this fucking movie. We might have to revisit this thing when it comes out on a DVD, like in a few months. Well, they only gave us one word. Mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there was... <laughs> so there was one quick thing there was one other thing that i actually really did love about the movie is if um if you're a harry potter fan it was filled with like harry potter characters like uh the girl that gives him the uh that tells him what it is at the beginning she's like the um uh the girl from goblet of fire the one of the french girls like the main girl and then he teams Fleur. up. Yeah, yeah, Fleur Della, whatever. And she teams up with, uh, or so she gives the bullet to to uh, Denzel Washington's son, who teams up with Cedric Diggory, and they go and fight Gilderoy Lockhart. So I'm like, hey, it's a nice Harry Potter connection. I love that. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Transphobia coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the views of uh, Joy DiCarlo do not express the uh, views of her when Eric Sowers podcast. Um, starring Gina Carano. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. For me, it's you know what? It, it's just I think the movie is a complete failure on a storytelling level, and it makes me sad. Wow. If every movie, it doesn't matter what it is, they find a way to have a scene. And, it, you know, I, maybe it's an artistic choice on Nolan's part, but they find a way to have a scene where somebody explains to someone else what the fuck is going on. Back to the Future, any movie with time travel, you can get Back to the Future, Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, all that shit. Mark, did you ever see the movie Primer? No, no. You asked me that uh, a little while ago when we were talking about time okay. travel. Okay, because that is similar to this. Well, not really, but like you you can't appreciate the movie just watching it. You have to sit down with a fucking like (laughs) diagram someone made online to understand what the fuck's happening. Yep. And this is kind of like this, like uh, 
the, the we get the one scene where the lady explains about the bullet, but she, it doesn't really explain anything. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, now you know. Um, did the main character have a name? Uh, no, he's just the protagonist. All right, the protagonist is kind of like bewildered by the bullets, like flying backwards and blah blah blah. And she kind of explains it, but she really doesn't. And then that's it. That's all you get. I'm sure there's other explanations throughout the movie, but it's it's either people mumbling with really loud music over them or they're wearing fucking gas masks. I literally there that point, the part where um, Kenneth Branagh has the hot chick in the other room and he like walks backwards out. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. He's like interrogating the protagonist. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you a word he fucking said in that entire scene. If you put a gun to my head right now, even a gun that shot bullets backwards, <laughs> and we're like, just say half of a line that Kenneth Branagh said in that scene, and we'll let you go. I'd just be like, just pull the fucking trigger. I, I, I don't know what he said. It sounded like for like 15 minutes, and then everyone's walking backwards the end. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch? So it, it it really pissed me off at times, and there was a lot of really cool stuff in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I sound like I'm shitting on it, but I did like the movie. But and like you said, Mark, at the end, Aubrey, did you were you awake at the end of the movie when red and blue teams were were blowing stuff up? I was, but I didn't understand like how it got to that point. Why that's was okay, anything being blown up? I don't get it. That's okay because I watched the whole movie and I don't understand what the fuck was going on in the, end of the movie. Like I get that, like. One team, the blue team, was going backwards in time. That's why they were walking backwards. And the red team was going forwards in time. And they both had 10 minutes to do whatever they're going to do. It's never really laid out clear. Like, you understand what the protagonist is trying to do. He's trying to get down into that mine and get the thing. But what the other people are doing is never fucking explained. At least I didn't feel like it was. Maybe it was in a bunch of mumbling and, like, people wearing masks. But, like, I had, it looked cool but i had no fucking idea what they were doing and then one people would blow up a building and then the other people would blow up a building and then they were shooting at things but i I didn't even really see people they were shooting at yeah me either i saw like the one bad guy that put the trip line in a tunnel that they accidentally um knocked over they got it they fought at the end in a gray suit but i didn't see like hardly any other soldiers at all so it was just i don't know a lot of this feels like like they just gave Christopher Nolan a blank check to make this movie and he didn't have his brother helping him on this one. <laughs> so maybe this is like, you know, just his bad movie. Like this is his Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Um, but I don't think it's that bad, but it's not that good either. And it's just disappointing. And to me, it's like just the whole movie falls apart. I think the movie looks good. I think it's an interesting concept. Um, I think the action scenes are phenomenal. It's just fucking dialogue you can't either can't hear it or it's too muffled and then that just ruins the story because he's got these scenes where like important information for understanding what's happening is just free-flowing and random conversations right so like there's a lot of exposition but there's never an exposition dump scene outside of that one part where the lady shows him how the gun works and it needed that so desperately (laughs) Just people saying random things in passing that you're supposed to put together throughout the whole movie is bad enough. But then when you can't fucking hear what anyone's saying, it makes it worse. So it was tough. It was not an easy watch as it gets deeper and deeper into the uh, whatever's happening. It it was, yeah, I was really with it probably up until up until they got to the yacht. I want to say I was super into it. 
And then once it starts to get really confusing that way, it was just like I, I couldn't keep up with what the fuck was happening. And, I, and nobody was in the movie was like giving you any hint as to what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that scene with Kenneth Branagh on the other side of the glass was definitely the fucking deal breaker for me because it was just like this is clearly important clearly important scene like something is happening in the scene that's super important to the plot of the movie i can't understand a word anyone's saying and i have no fucking idea what's happening <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like that scene in um in dark knight rises at the beginning with a uh, bane on an airplane like uh during the first like the very first time that they released like the first 10 minutes of the movie and no one could understand what bane was saying at all with that mask it's like a whole movie like that or at least half the movie what? like that and we didn't even get any cool CIA memes out of it. So, <laughs> nope. So that I mean, that's really my main problem with the movie is is that it just gets so confusing and so hard to understand what's happening, even though what's happening looks cool. Well, honestly, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that last action scene was that great. I don't know. It, did you? Do you think that Mark, like with the red and blue teams, like it just felt numb at that point because they, I didn't understand what they were doing. They're just blowing up buildings and not blowing up buildings, and they're not. It doesn't seem like they're fighting anybody. And I, I, I don't know. I just felt like there was zero stakes whatsoever to that. Yeah, this movie is is. I did feel that way when I saw it the first time. Um, the second time I saw it, when I actually knew what was going on, I was able to follow it a little bit more. So then that scene was kind of cool because you can see that exact point where where they're looking at their watches. And you can see where it gets to the five minute mark. So you're halfway through that 10 minute mark. So uh, at four minutes and 58 seconds, the building explodes at five minutes and two seconds. The building comes back together or the other way around. Um, so that was like the the good halfway point where everything else started to uh, started to combine together. Um, but I didn't pick that up the first time I saw it. The first time I didn't, I just blanked out of the, the whole battle scene. I, didn't, right. I couldn't give two shits what was happening. But yeah, yeah, the... Um, once I was able to like really dig into it, uh, it did make it a little bit more entertaining, but it's still confusing. All right. Well, any final thoughts, Aubrey, on Tenant? Probably would have been a good ending if the rest of the movie made sense. Do you think it's going to save cinemas? No, not at all. Mark Ellis, final thoughts on Tenant? Uh, I really liked Kick-Ass. I thought he was cool in the movie. I wish you could have had a, a little bit more of him, but again, he wore a gas mask the whole time. <laughs> I can barely understand him. I think it will help with cinemas because people like me will pay twice. Actually, I take that back. I I got a free ticket the first time. But other people will pay twice to see it just so they can understand what the hell happened the first time. I didn't pay at all. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think it's it's cinema-worthy saving. But, yeah, I I definitely think it's worth checking out in the comfort of your home with subtitles well guys when it comes to the concept of tenant saving the movie theaters well i'm afraid i've got some bad news um after an opening weekend of 11 million dollars <laughs> uh magically all of a sudden warner brothers uh pushed wonder woman back until christmas day so yep so that's not a good sign um maybe they should have dropped wonder woman Instead of tenant and put tenant out on Christmas or something. I don't know. Dude, if they, I'm worried if, Black Widow's not gonna come out. So if they had put Wonder Woman or Black Widow out in the theaters, I guarantee theaters would be saved. Or at least it'd be a much bigger box office than eleven mil. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really understand the concept of like I said at the beginning of this, I don't understand the concept of a 
confusing, hard to follow, R-rated, hard sci-fi movie was going to be the the movie that brings the masses back. Um, Because this is not an easy watch. Um, But let's get it a score. Zero out of five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey, what do you got? Um, I'm going to give it a zero because I didn't understand a single thing that happened. And it made me fall asleep. Is this the worst movie of the year? Um, what else have we... There was barely anything we've watched this year, so I don't know. I'd have to see the lion. Oh, yeah. (sighs) No one pooped themselves in this movie. But I'm pretty sure I even gave Capone a higher score because I at least understood what was going on. Wow. So it might be. Might be. Um, in lieu of, uh, you know, turning to pester you about a movie you didn't like, Aubrey, how do you think that they go to the bathroom in the world of Tenet? I don't know. I don't know. Do they go in their suits? Do they have like a vacuum thing? I don't know. Everything's backwards. Marcellus, uh, on a <laughs> scale of zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst, what do you got for Tenet? Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I'm going to mark it halfway um, because it, and someone described it as it's it's like a Michael Bay movie, but instead of T-shirts and shorts, it's wearing a three-piece suit. So it's fancy, but it's not story-wise that great. So, um, and I kind of agree with that. You know, you can definitely see the intelligence on the screen and you can definitely appreciate what he's doing, but as an audience member, it's it's difficult. So um, just on the visuals and uh, the 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 balls that he had to try to pull us off. I'm going to give it a 2.5. How do you think you go to the bathroom when you're inverted? Uh, well, first thing you do is find one of those, uh, rotating doors to get on the other side <laughs> when you got to pee again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why Kenneth Brown, I was so angry all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to go, you know, when I walked out of the theater, I liked it more than I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the more I think about it, the angrier I get at the things I didn't like about it. So I'm going to go with a three out of five. I think it's definitely better than a two and a half, but it's not good enough to be a four or five out of five. Um, the action sequences are phenomenal. Um, there's a lot of stuff to like concept wise. It just never quite gels together. Um, hopefully when it comes out on home video, uh, I'll be able to watch it again with subtitles and I might appreciate it more. But as of right now, it's a mess. It's hard to understand and it's hard to understand what anyone's saying. Um, the blonde girl is really hot and there's some cool action sequences. So three out of five for me. And I think you go to the bathroom when you're inverted by just pissing and shitting all over yourself. <laughs> so, so Capone would fit in perfectly in this movie, basically. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good way to end scenes. (laughs) All right. So let's wrap it up before we tap it up. Let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? Recommend that you don't go watch cuties because it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I'm I'm not watching that. I don't need the FBI van outside my house. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I watch toddlers and tiaras and um, get a lot of flack for that. So I'm definitely not going to watch cuties. Yeah, I think there's a big difference between watching a show like that and laughing at Honey Boo Boo and watching a movie about twerking 10-year-olds. So. Yeah, I mean, Toddler and Tiaras was like, they had a lot of really funny parts in it, but it just seems weird. Yeah, the emphasis was on laughing at white trash, not laugh, not enjoying twerking small children. So I'm good. I'm good. No thanks. I'll just eat cuties oranges. I'm good. <laughs> All right, Marcellus, how about you? 
Well, one thing that I I really wish I could recommend, I wanted to recommend, was um, the new Superman animated movie that came out, Man of Tomorrow, uh, that they released online for free during DC Fandom. I was actually going to rent it. I was going to actually pay for it because the the style looks cool. the The actors seem cool. Uh, it was loosely based on American Alien. So, uh, yeah, I was interested to see it, and I watched it last night, and it's like Tenet. It looks great, but it just doesn't gel at the end. Cool characters. I love Lobo and Martian Manhunter, and I love the whole concept of it, but for some reason, it just did not quite stick the landing. So I wanted to recommend that. I would say if it's free, uh, if you go to DC Fandom, it's probably still online. You could probably check it out for free if you want to see the new Superman animated show. Otherwise, I would say I would recommend... You go to our T Public store. Uh, they are doing a site-wide sale again, September 16th through the 18th. Everything on the website is going to be on sale. So if you are going out and you need some mask, you can get some Soul Wizard mask. Uh, you can get them at a discount price if you go, if you shop between September 16th and 18th. And if everything on the website is on sale. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews like Mulan from Marcellus, streaming picks, and so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search SoWizardPodcast. There's tons of free exclusive content on there. Adam just dropped an interview with JD from Superhero Speak about his Kickstarter. There's some unboxing and trailer reaction videos up as well. Also check it out. Go to our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes that no one else gets to hear. And this month it's going to be our review of Amazon Prime's Get Duped. And I will also be talking about Class Action Park and some other things on there as well. The fun starts at $1 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash so was your podcast and support the show. Don't forget our T Public store, as Marcellus mentioned. There's a link right on the front of our website. You can buy some merchandise, whether that's clothes, like t shirts and uh, hoodies, or coffee mugs or stickers or whatever you want. It's on there. Check it out. And I am going to recommend. Um, Jesus, I, I went through all that and I like lost what I was going to recommend. <laughs> I am going to recommend uh, watch the boys season two. Uh, I think as we record this, four episodes are out with uh, new ones dropping the next four weeks on Friday nights. And uh, I don't want to spoil it for when we do our review, but I am enjoying it so far. And uh, there's some interesting twists and turns that you may or may not see coming a mile away, depending on your knowledge of the comic books. But The Boys season two is is really good so far. So check it out. But that is going to do it, my friends, for episode number 319 of the Soul Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Oh, I am still here. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe and Wakanda forever.